What's up? It's the Jack Michelle Radio Hour, and I am your host, Jack Michelle. Uh, it is September 13th today, uh, 2018. I am in uh, Colorado. I've been here for a week. It's been pretty cool. Um, I've seen bears and uh, an elk and deer, and uh, I've eaten all three. It's been delicious. Delish. Delicioso. Um, I like how... <laughs> Like how yuppies really get to the point by uh, by shaving uh, syllables off of words. Delish, natch, all those all those great words. Uh, I'm here. It's good. I'm chilling. I'm doing laundry. Just gotta let you know how I live. You know, gotta give it to you raw, unfiltered, uh, like the water that I drink, and then I get giardia. Um, I uh, it's been good. Uh, what what ha- what's happened since since we last spoke? Uh, I went into uh, Denver, which was uh, adorable, and uh, I also yeah went to uh, yeah went to Denver, uh, which was very fun. I went to an art museum. It was uh, delightful, even though it, uh, there was only part of it. Uh, took many photos, uh, had drinks with friends. We went to a Rockies baseball game, which I had an amazing time at. I didn't know uh, that baseball could be so joyful, uh, but I realized uh, you just have to bring a friend that you can talk to the entire game, uh, or perhaps five or six. Uh, we had a little, I had a re- little reunion with buddies, and um, it was just dope. It was just like so fun and silly, and um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, my favorite thing about uh, about Coors Field uh, is first of all just. I mean, does it really get better than, you know, a sports stadium named for an alcohol? I mean, I feel like that's that's doubly good, you know. That's like a guarantee of what you're gonna get, and um, <coughs> and uh, it was just yeah, I don't know. It was, it was just uh, it was great. Uh, there were a couple funny things. Like at one point, this one guy uh, didn't. Uh, want to tell us, we, we, of course, because, you know, we did the traditional ba- baseball thing that everyone always does, which is that you go to the section that you bought tickets in, and if you see a row of seats that are empty that are closer to the field, you sit in them. That is that is one of baseball, baseball's great traditions, other than, like, the home run and the double play. I feel like like stealing other people's seats who aren't there yet is, is like, an amazing part of baseball. And um, people aren't there yet because... Uh, baseball's freaking long. Baseball's like the just uh, you know like the games are like three plus hours. It's insane. Like we ha- we made plans. We realized um, to go and uh, we we got there at like the second or third inning, and we left at like the eighth inning because it's just that it's just it's just boring, you know. Uh, but it's also glorious. Um, that's baseball in a nutshell. I I you know it's like like. Baseball, I just like it. I, I I mean it's it's funny because like if it's in front of me like you know sometimes I really enjoy watching it and I'm just like oh there's such pleasure here but uh but most of the time you know I feel like I feel like I don't like I don't feel like like baseball like I don't have a baseball problem baseball has a has a jock a jack problem I I can't um stand around for like a game that's that long you know. It's just it's you know the World War Two is over, we have we have we have the Netflix now. I, it's hard for me to justify watching a whole baseball game, uh, but I did watch a significant portion of the game, and actually it was like I said it was super fun, uh, <laughs> but still being ridiculous. My my main um, 
my main thing that I was excited about uh, looking at was, was of course, the Jumbotron, because anywhere I go, I just look for a TV now. <laughs> just, like, will always be like, a, where's the TV here? Um, I think if I went to prison, I would just be looking for the TV, and I'd ask for the Wi-Fi password on the first day. And there's no Wi-Fi, and I'm like, man, this place sucks. i got to get my lawyer to get me out of here. Um, I I just love Wi-Fi uh, so much. But uh, but my favorite thing about the stadium, which is uh, not profound at all, uh, was just the fact that they on, on their giant screen. They had first like a giant beautiful screen, but on top of it, they had a little cutout of uh, the you know the Coors Mountains that appear on the on the can. I don't even th- I don't think they're called the Coors Mountains, but uh, that's what they're called to me um, because they appear on like the Coors you know like the can and it's a photo of, or not a photo. It's like you know a little illustration of the Rockies. But they had that at the top of the screen, and they would play little cool stuff in there. Um, in that little top corner, so I was just like, "Ooh, a new TV!" And it was, uh, it was great. I s- excuse me, I have the sniffles, and I'm gonna sniff into this this microphone. Uh, but by the way, I want to tell you that you smell great. I can smell you through the b- internet, and you smell wonderful. Uh, and the sniffing is actually, you should consider it uh, an act of affection. Uh, I like your scent, girl, guy, dog. Uh, you know, I look. I'm not gonna try to limit the appeal of this podcast to merely humans. I mean, ideally, I would have owls listening to it. Um, I'd have bears listen to it. Uh, I saw a bear uh, on its back playing with a butterfly. And initially, I was, like, really scared. I was like, holy shit, it's a bear. I'm going to die. And then I just saw it uh, playing with a butterfly that was, like, running through its paws. And I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) This is, like, this is the most beautiful thing ever. And he's not going to eat me. And uh, we're going to live joyously, you know? I think I, you know, like the hairs, you know, like the hairs, like the hairs went up on my, on my, like, arms when, uh, when I saw the bear. But, like, when I saw the bear playing with um, a butterfly, uh, they got real erect. Uh, That's all I'm going to say about that. And um, the rest is between me and that bear, okay? That's private stuff. I always wanted a... It's crazy. As a kid, I wanted a bear. Like, I wanted, like, a bear. Like, I don't know, maybe I, like, declom or something, but that seemed painful. But, like, I don't know. I was a kid. I was, in, I, I was, I was like, man, it'd be great to have, like, a pet bear, and you just go in the, in the backyard, and you just, like, wrestle with him, you know? And you just, like, have fun, you know? And you, like, bring him to the mall with you. <laughs> and you put him in your purse. Uh, I don't know. I just, like, bears are adorable. I mean, like, if bears... Bears love honey, and if they, if they liked bacon, I think they would be the perfect companion. That's the only thing that's holding them back. Um, I don't know. I probably couldn't share raw fish with a bear on a date. I feel like that'd be a little gross, a little too forward. Um, also, might be a little awkward when I meet the family. But um, but just this bear, just just playing with a butterfly, just this butterfly just going through its hands. And, you know, he's just staring at it in wonder and running his hands and sort of swatting the butterfly. But he, he's not trying to kill the butterfly. He just he just wants to feel the butterfly, like, you know, like fly. You know, the kind of butterflies do that, like that uneven flight pattern. Just, just through his fingertips. And I was like, man, freaking bears know the good life. I think this is, bears know... <laughs> Bears know what quality living looks like. I think that's why they moved to Colorado in, in the first place. Like, they, they, were <laughs> they, were, they were somewhere 
they were bears were some of the people who settled who settled Colorado first because they were just they just didn't want to they just didn't want to deal with uh, you know like East Coast traffic anymore and they were like fuck it let's get out here there's plenty of space and uh, uh, like I said you smell great by the way uh, I really really like that perfume you put on mm. um, but yeah I just this bear just on his back just and this and this yellow butterfly just doing that little you know how like butterflies do like that really erratic like butterflies look like drunk drivers you know like they like they always seem to be like falling and then catching themselves and then falling and catching themselves like i expect that like if i follow like the flight pattern of a butterfly backwards there's going to be like heels on like a <laughs> heels on like a on on, on like a uh, like a, a sidewalk somewhere <laughs> And the butterfly's just trying to, like, wander back home. <laughs> I'm fine, guys. I'm fine. <laughs> just get me an Uber. Like, I want to call I want to call that butterfly an Uber because it just looks, like, I don't know. Or a Lyft, you know. Okay. I don't, I don't discriminate. Like, <laughs> But I just, yeah. Because it just, it, it, it looks like it's fine. So, <laughs> like, butterflies, they just, they look like they're just, like, they just, like, haven't figured out how to fly yet. You know, and then it's like, I, and then I say to the butterfly, like, "Yo, are you okay?" And the butterfly's like, no, "I'm fine. I'm a, I'm a great flyer. I've been flying for years, son." And I'm like, "You look fucked up. You look real bad. <laughs> You're just wobbling all over the place. I don't get it. It's to, it's to avoid, it's to avoid being caught by predators and to adapt to, to changing, shifting wind, wind conditions because I'm very light. And I'm like, "Nah, I, I really think you're shit faced." I mean, you know, I mean, do you really think, I mean, look, it's like, do you really need to fuck with, with cocktails, butterfly? I don't think they're good for you. I think you should consider, you know, maybe, uh, you know, what I do is, um, you know, for every drink I have, I have one glass of water. And, uh, you know, the butterfly just said, fuck you. You know, I don't have a problem. Um... And that is the end of that absurd digression. But yeah, this these bears, it's just fun to see them. And it's also amazing we were in, uh, at one point in Colorado, we were in <coughs> Estes Park. And, uh, oh, my other dream, uh, in addition to having a bear, like for some reason I was like, I'm going to have a bear, uh, we're going to wrestle, we're going to hang out. Um, I don't know what it was. I think it might have been Pooh Bear. Are just like brown bears. They just, uh, you know, black bears. They just look cool. I think I read about uh, an, like an Ohio wrestler. I think who had. I, I'm not sure. You, you'll have to confirm this because uh, I'm not going to look it up because I don't want to break the fantasy for myself. But th- my understanding is that there was like an, a wrestler, like a high school wrestler in Ohio, who learned his moves by having a pet bear that he wrestled with. And I was just like, that is the best life. That just seems great. Um, but they're just like, I just love bears. They're just like these noble, I don't know, to me, they're like deeply noble creatures. Uh, just beautiful. And they just, they like, they like to chill out. They like to have fun. Um, they can spend time in, in groups. They also like to spend a lot of time alone. I mean, God, that's a great dating profile. You know? I don't know, they have claws, but like, they're just like adorable and they like to sniff stuff and like they, you know, like, like, I mean, I mean, just like, just the image of like a bear going up to a tree and then like, you know, like sap is coming out or like honey's coming out and like the bear just goes up and just like, <coughs> just like licks, licks, like licks sap 
or like goes to like a beehive and then <laughs> just like literally just like fucks the thing up and like turns it upside down and just like drinks it. I mean, fucking bears. <laughs> they're amazing. They're so oh, they're so adorable. They're so adorable. I um always have wanted to be a bear. Like I had like this dream as a kid. Like if you could be any animal, I'm like I'd like what would you be? And uh, literally without missing a bit, I was like, I will. You know, like this is my voice as a kid. I, I will be a bear. And like you know, I probably wrote this in you know some some <laughs> one paragraph essay. <laughs> uh, but I was like, you know, like I want to be a bear. I will live in Canada where I can get free health care. I will live in a cave that I don't have to pay rent on. And I will spend the winter just sitting around and reading books. Like, that was my dream. Like, I was like, I want to be turned into a bear. And I want to live, like, somewhere, like, north of the Arctic Shield. And I want to have a cave of my own. And I want a bunch of books. Um, and I want an Amazon Prime account. Uh, so, uh, not so much so I can stream, uh, but so I can... I mean, The Marvelous Ms. Maisel's a great show. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I want to read some books, you know? I probably, you know, since I'm in Canada, I realize I, p I probably would finally get around to reading all the Margaret Atwood books. Um, just, you know, out of respect for Canada, out of respect for Amazon's uh, excellent uh, supply, <laughs> supply chain management system. Um, that's what I would do. I'd do it big. I'd do it nasty. And, yeah, I don't know. <coughs> You know, just go up there, you know, have some place, have my own little stock of fish, maybe, or something like that. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, I just want to be a bear so badly. But anyways, yeah, just being on the trail in this park and just seeing, like, a bear just playing with a butterfly is uh, is incredible. You know, like, he's he's living his best life. Um, and, I mean, ain't no, ain't no drunk butterflies running through my fingers. So, you know. I don't know. I'm a, I'm at a loss. Sad. Uh, but I do oh, nature. Nature is amazing. It's funny because like I I didn't get any. I was a total indoor kid until probably my mid twenties. Uh, but like I like love hiking now. I like doing all that shit. All the people who are like who are like hiking is white people shit. Like it's oh man, Kanye's right, dude. We're limiting ourselves. You know, like fucking being outside is great. It's great. You know. Wear that, wear that like vest, that like fleece vest thing. I do. It's the shit. It's so fun, and um, you know, like I love them. I love them a lot. I love them. I love those vests. I feel like that's what you have to have in Colorado, because you know you want to stay your keep your core warm, um, and you also want to you know but keep your arms free, and you also stun on people being like, look, you know, I got enough body heat, but. You know, I'm just going to flash with this Helly Hansen or North Face vest. Um, like, vests are just, vests are awesome. I think I already talked about vests, maybe. I think I talked about them in the last episode, but I just want to wax philosophical about them more. Um, and perhaps uh, loiter for a sponsorship announcement. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was just like, great uh, to be out there. My friends and I, we went on a hike. And we went on a hike after being in Colorado for a total of, probably 12 hours and uh being at elevation for probably a total of seven hours so of course we went on this long hike and we just fucked ourselves up we just we just like 
<laughs> we totally like made ourselves like so so sore. Uh, it was it was fun and ridiculous, and I was glad that I was able to be a part of it. it these are guys that I've known 17 years uh, from college, and it's just so good to see all of them. And you just feel like that love and uh, and connection and fart jokes. Uh, it was great. Uh, and of course, you know, when you're in Colorado and when you're in these outdoors and you're at this beautiful home uh, that we rented, I forget through which service, but it was like just this amazing uh, place. It was just beautiful. They had like, you know, they had like frisbees and basketballs and like a bunch of stuff. They had like an, this great kitchen, amazing furniture. I mean, oh my God. I, I think I, you know, I, I after I sat on the chair, I would go outside and smoke a cigarette. And, um, uh, that's how beautiful there was this w- this one chair that just uh, was like this polished wood it had these rounded edges it had like like a leather uh, a leather back to it it had a, a slight butt mold indentation in it uh, it was just it was just a gorgeous chair and there were like guidebooks everywhere and there were playing cards and all this stuff but of course we didn't use any of that we we sat on these on these beautiful <laughs> we sat on like we sat on a fabric couch. And uh, we watched four hours of kung fu uh, movies after we uh, after we got back from hiking, and uh, that was just dope. But it, but it still was dope. It was dope to just like just look around and see all that stuff, um, or not see all that stuff to like sit in this dark room and just watch Tai Chi Master, uh, which was an early Jet Li film, and it was amazing. It was really good. I have to say, like you know, I thought it was gonna be. Um, really uh like corny uh but it was funny my friend steve like immediately jumped on it because he was like i've never seen tai chi master and you know it um you know you know it's sort of considered a martial arts classic which is why i I had it in the first place i was actually meaning to watch it because i heard it was a martial arts classic and uh and yeah i didn't realize jet lee was in it and and there was just this beautiful moment it's about the, the guy inventing tai chi of course it's a little bit of a corny story and yes i mean you know the acting is a little wooden um but it was just good, and uh, I love the fact that the villain um, looked to me. He like he absolutely uh, looked like uh, what's his name, the guy in the Free Nationals. Uh, God, what's his name? What's his name? He, th- th- you got to see Tai Chi Master, because the guy, I swear to God, he looks like ugh, what's his name? He totally looks like Anderson Pock. He totally looks like Anderson Pac. It w- he looks like Anderson Pac, and then they just they just they just like photoshopped like the, the his black skin tones and n- they turned the brown more into like a yellow. Uh, it just it was amazing. I was like Anderson Pac is in this kung fu movie from 1991 or 1990 uh, some early 90s early 90s pre pre Tupac's death, um, w- that which was a big deal in in East Asian cinema, <laughs> a huge deal. It really changed the game. Uh, when uh, when Death Row and Bad Boy started feuding, that was that was that was huge for Chinese cinema, for Jet Li. That's part of why he came to America. He wanted to fight both of them, but he ran out of time because uh, they both died before he got here. Um, but th- this Tai Chi Master movie was just oh, it's just so so fun, so fun. It was just it was just. Um, but there's there was like this profound moment because basically like not to give the plot away or to just rehash the plot. Uh, because you know time is money uh in the podcast game um but there was like like because basically what happens is uh, jet lee gets betrayed by his friend anderson pock uh 
and uh, and then sort of goes insane, uh, and just loses it, and you know, just becomes like a a, a nutter, and uh, and then uh, he is still wandering around, sort of just like messed up from this betrayal. Like it affects him so deeply because they were childhood friends, and uh, which is just powerful. Like I could I could actually like honestly sort of relate to that. Like, but uh, there's this one moment where uh, he's out in this village and he sees like a peasant who is carrying a bunch of wood on his back and like a you know some buddhist or taoist priest tells him you know hey your wife's pregnant and he's like oh wow she is she's you know not <laughs> pregnant <laughs> he knew his wife was pregnant he's like your your wife is giving birth <laughs> your wife's pregnant what <laughs> holy crap i gotta run home no no, no um uh the uh <laughs> <laughs> just the priest being like, yeah, she told me she didn't have a period. I, I, I checked. I do the, her laundry and her white pants, no stains. Um, and um, it was just like, and, oh, this is this moment where this where this priest tells this peasant this, and then this peasant starts running back to be there for his his wife's delivery of his baby, and uh, but he doesn't move very fast. And the priest points out to him, he's like, hey, lay down your burden, and and you know, and be free. Let go of your burden and be free. And it just it struck me that that was such a beautiful line, uh, you know, because I think that says a lot about life, right? He's carrying around all these sticks. Uh, thankfully uh, for me, you know, and, and very affirmingly, uh, God, these movies are clever. Um, Jet Li also, uh, you know, came to the same conclusion. They let down the burden of, you know, the loss of his friend and, uh, and, and be free. And he basically does that. And then in a montage, he basically, he, he designs and discovers Tai Chi as a martial arts form. And, uh, and you know, of course, it was a beautiful, beautiful montage. Uh, but I'm just glad I'm on the same page with Jet Li. Also, uh, watching the movie gave me kung fu powers. Uh, but, yeah, no, no, I love that line. I love the sentiment in it. Uh, the martial arts is, is, is sort of cheesy in it. But, um, you know, it does a lot of wire work. But it's just a classic. And I can see how it's influential on so many other films, so many other martial arts films. I love watching martial arts films. They are great. Uh... I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. It just, it feels like, maybe this sounds corny, but, like, it feels like it's, like, part of my heritage. <laughs> like, you know, like, I really, I really feel, like, like, when I go to, like, church, I feel, like, all right. But, like, when I watch, like, like, a kung fu movie, like, I feel like, shit. Like, I am connected with myself. Like, I'm connected with, like, this this East Asian stuff. No, obviously, it's it's all, like, you know, it's, it's all, like, fiction. You know, it, it's, like, I mean, Jet Li is, like, Paul Bunyan or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, you know, it, it's it's sort of, like, there's, like, Americana and, obviously, you know, martial arts films are, like, Chinese Akana or, like, you know. And, and even then, I'm not Chinese. You know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, a couple generations back, I'm Han Chinese. But... Uh, but yeah, I just, you know, like there's something about those movies where I just feel like I'm, it's like, it's like, you know, they're didactic, um, Kung Fu's always amazing, um, it just like packs in a lot of meaning, uh, and also, you know, a lot of wire work. Like, like, Jesus came out, like, how can I put it? It's like Jesus came out of a tomb, right? And that's like, cool. But like... Bruce Lee could fly, and Jet Li could fly. J at the end of the movie, Jet Li um, basically does like this whirlpool move on a guy's head, and he does it so hard that then he flips the guy, and he actually f like the guy flips up in the air, like he spins the guy's head around, almost like 
Um, like <laughs> basically, it's almost like he turns his opponent into a um, in into like a guy uh, who who's playing you know like baseball where you you spin around to get yourself confused, and he spins around the guy's head. It's a move you see when he's in, during the montage when he's inventing tai chi. It's it's all about like motion and energy and using the enemy's force against themselves. And uh, and then, but but he does this to the guy, and he throw he, he he does this so powerfully that he flips the guy up in the air, and then the guy lands on a bunch of spears and dies. So Anderson Pac won't be releasing a new album anytime soon, uh, and it was such an awful way for him to go. Uh, but it was a great performance on Pac's part, you know, holler out, you know, uh, he has the dot for the detail, and yeah, I don't know, right? I mean, like, how many? You know, I mean, look, Jesus healed people. But, like, we never really saw his sword work, right? Or, like, his close quarter of combat. Like, I've never, like, Jesus might have, like, brought Lazarus back to life. But, like, he never did, like, a one-hit punch that killed somebody. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like those are on par. Uh, but, you know, the martial arts really gets the win. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I, I love it. I love that stuff. And it does actually transmit, like, a lot of values and a lot of, like, meaning and ways to be and, and personality. Like, I love Ip Man. I love the fact that like, he's, like, this very, like, humble, quiet guy. Like, maybe it's a little... It's, I mean, obviously, on some level, it's corny and it's didactic and it's, you know, it's a little bit like an Aesop fable. But, like, the martial arts is awesome in it. I don't know. Like... And the fighting scenes, and he just has all these opponents, and he's so calm and collected and reserved, and it's just, ugh, it's just so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. And um, yeah, I mean, my God, my entire family, uh, we which we never agree on TV. We all watched Marco Polo, uh, because we just thought it was like the shit. Like we love like martial arts we loved court intrigue uh there were a lot of awkward moments especially in the first season where there's like a lot of sex a lot of sex actually maybe the second season i think the second season might have had even more sex and uh, and all of us are just the four of us are just sitting there and watching it <laughs> and we just we just get into it it's really funny like my dad will never he never wants to watch tv with me but like if a martial arts movie is on he will he is transfixed because it was really funny because like in 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 you know in Cameroon where he grew up they've they've had martial arts movies forever that was a lot of what the that was a lot of the media they actually got right and it it reflects all this stuff about like masculinity and toughness and you know it's just like you know very like these like african you know i mean I, I think i think african values can very much connect to martial arts movies i mean i think a lot of people can connect to martial arts movies but i think they definitely could like they all were huge into bruce lee um and that just really surprised me I don't know. Like, I just didn't expect that I'd go to, like, Cameroon, and they'd be like, yeah, like, Bruce Lee, man. Like, he's a shit. And, like, all these, like, just martial artists, they just they just love them. Uh, I don't know. I thought I thought they would have their own... I thought they'd be into their own stuff. Uh, so it really shocked me that my dad just has this, like, encyclopedic knowledge of martial arts movies. Um, it's a little weird. It's like... It's like... It, it, it's weird in the in the same way that like it's weird that when when you realize that your parents have sex um which is that like it's like this is more than I wanted to know about you but I'm also happy that you are a complete person and I'm happy for your happiness 
that's how I feel about most, you know, my dad's love of martial arts and him making sweet, sweet love to my mother. Uh, <laughs> sweet, sweet. I, I don't know what it's I mean, sweet. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Uh, I hope he treats her like <laughs> a lady. <laughs> God, this is so weird. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, no, it was just, it was just, um, we, yeah, just a Tai Chi master. And then we watched, uh, about like half of, uh, of like, uh, of Fist of Legend. Uh, we didn't watch the whole thing, but it's making me want to go home and probably when I have some downtime, actually watch some of these goddamn uh, martial arts films and, uh, learn more, <laughs> learn more about my heritage, heritage. Maybe that's, maybe that's not the right word. I mean, maybe that's, maybe it's like. That's like learning about America through, um, in some ways, that's like like learning about connecting with my <laughs> Vietnamese roots by watching uh, Jet Li films and <laughs> Jackie Chan films is a little bit like learning about America by watching the Captain America movies. But I would say in response to that, um, the Captain America movies are amazing. <laughs> They're so good. In fact, like it's a great way to learn about America, actually, I feel like. Like the the tension at the core of like every Captain America movie is like he doesn't like he wants to serve his country, but like his country is always like doing shady stuff. Like I think that's actually like a pretty good explanation of what it's like to be an American. <laughs> like you know, uh, but he loves it, right? Like he loves the values that it stands for, and he epitomizes courage and um and and but also like intelligence and leadership uh, uh but he's also street smart and i don't know and he's strong and he has oh he's an independent thinker so it's weird because he's both you know like captain america is both like this like patriotic mascot but he also like in every movie it's always about him breaking away or rebelling against like you know like the man or like the government like and and i just think that that's I don't know. I think that's that is what it means to be an American. Like, I mean, that's like every Bruce Springsteen album. I mean, the really good ones, you know. I mean, Dancing in the Dark is not about rebelling. That's just that's just about trying to hook up in a in a <laughs> in, a, in like a dive bar. Um, but but yeah, I mean, eh, that eh, that's about being American too in a way. But yeah, I mean, I just love I just love things that capture that tension of what it means to be American. Like, because I think that's. That's like really where it's at. Like it's not anti-American. It's just capturing what it really means to be an American. You know, I remember this one time I read, um, I read the Wikipedia entry about Bruce Springs, about Bruce Springsteen, and specifically about the album, and maybe Born to Run, or maybe the next album after that. But it was like it just talked about this idea. Oh, it, the song "Born in the USA." So if you read the Wikipedia entry about "Born in the USA." You know, the idea is it's sort of like this, like, um, pro-American anthem, but actually, right, it gets played at a lot of, like, rallies uh, that are more, quote-unquote, patriotic-leaning, um, uh, you know. Born in the USA, I was born in the USA, I was... Yeah, um, uh, and also that indulges the American love for repetition. Uh, holler out, uh, shout-out to Nickelodeon, and... Um, and I just think it's like it's really how can I put it? Like what I love is the idea that like but the song is also really about like you know, growing up in like this working class town and like not having any money and then like friends who went off to Vietnam and like died and just how you know, dreams are broken and 
you know, being approaching, you know, middle age and being scared and feeling alone and abandoned. And I, you know, it's just, it's like, I mean, the patriotic stuff is like, is great, but like, there's something when he writes about that stuff, it makes me tear up. It like, I don't know, it puts, it puts the, the hairs on my arms even harder than seeing a butterfly, like a, you know, bear play with a butterfly. Like, it's just, it's just beautiful um, to, to, to hear that. And, you know, in, in the Wikipedia entry, it talks about this idea that, like, it's right. I mean, essentially, like, born in the USA is about, like, an individual American man's search for meaning and search for community and love. And that, and in a search, you know, an attempt to, like, actually live up to the principles of the USA while being so disappointed in where we're at. And, you know, the idea that America is always this work in progress, that America itself is an idea that's constantly evolving and trying to live up to this this vision. And, and the tension is always between, you know, the dream of America and the reality of it. And that's what that song is about. I mean, that's what makes it... I remember when I read that, I... I think I like shed a tear. It was just, it, ugh, it just, uh, that wasn't an emotional sniff. That was just, that was just, I had this thing going on with my nose, man. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I, I love it. I love it. it. You know, it captures that tension. So it's like, I think that there's a lot to learn. <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to say is watch more Marvel movies. <laughs> also, see Thor Ragnarok. It's amazing. <laughs> And that won't teach you anything about anything, uh, but it, but you know, it's 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 pretty. It's probably actually even more. It's more enjoyable than the Captain America movies, but it won't teach you anything. But the Captain America movies, I think they they sort of do. You know, it it does have that spirit in it. Um, and anyways, I I just the same thing. I like martial arts movies. They're fucking great. Um, you know, go out and see them. Go out and rent them on DVD or you know find the old ones. Some of the old ones, the classics are are great. Uh. Though I also like new martial arts movies from uh, this guy Ho, uh, Hua uh, Gaofeng, and uh, he released uh, a movie called um, The Sword Identity, which was pretty fun. He released a movie called What else did he release? He released a movie called Yeah, The Sword Identity. Uh, oh, what's his? Uh. Uh, what's uh, sort so he released like the sword identity um i, I love this movie uh called uh what's it called this movie called uh sorry you know when i riff i just have to the trade off is i have to look up stuff um what other movies oh oh judge archer uh was was just awesome absolutely loved that one um Judge Archer is, is probably like I I love that martial arts movie. I probably I mean first of all just because it's the weird pacing of it, the persona, the tensions in 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 the in the character. Um, oh, it's a Zhu Haofeng, and uh, and yeah. I, but also I mean, admittedly, I think another reason that I really like the movie is uh, because this this woman Yenny Martin in it is in it, and she's like half uh, half white and half Asian, and she's just uh, she's to me she's like stunning. And beautiful, and um, 
I don't know. Like I just like I, I, <laughs> I just think like she's just like she's just gorgeous, and uh, and her character is a very interesting character in the story as well. Like, you know, it's a lot about. Uh, you just have to see it. It's really hard for me to explain Judge Archer, and you probably won't even like it. it. It's quite weird in the way the story unfolds, but I actually really like the way the story unfolds. It's like the movie itself is a puzzle, and it's he's you know it's almost like. He makes martial arts movies that almost, uh, in some, especially Judge Archer, I think more than any other movie that he's made of the ones that I've seen, it almost feels like it's like in a martial arts movie meets a European film in the sense of the subdued nature of like the male protagonist's like emotions, like the way he hides himself, um, but is is the weirdness of his interactions with women, not like. Like just just the ambiguity and um, I don't know I don't know how to describe it uh, but basically like I just ugh, it's just like I, I just think it I, I think Judge Archer is like an amazing film um, but yeah anyways Yanni Martin is in it and she's just she's just like this beautiful tall um, mixed woman and uh, I'm just been so curious about her. Um, <laughs> which is embarrassing to say. It's like it's very much, it's very much a crush. It's very much a crush. I feel like um, I feel about Yenny Martin probably the way a lot of people feel about like Brad Pitt or Matthew McConaughey or something like that. Uh, or I don't know who who's who's like a young heart. Oh, uh, Oscar Isaac, like like that kind of like oh he's just dreamy and you know everyone else is like what do you see in this guy? Um, I. Yeah, I did. I <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, no. She's just, I don't know. Like, she's just gorgeous. So, you know, one day, um, you know, Yenny and I will be sitting, you know, at a dock, um, you know, next to uh, our lake, ha you know, next, you know, outside our lake house. And we'll just be sitting there and I'll just, I'll finally just tell her, look, I just, I loved you in this movie. And I loved you from the moment I saw you. And um, I knew that my life was just leading up to the moment when, Maybe I'd buy one of your woodblock prints, and maybe we'd get dinner, and uh, just to f just form this this deep friendship, you know, over the course of you know a year. And uh, and it's just yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's what I want to do, uh, Yenny, and that's that's why I wanted to meet up with you because I love you, I love you, I love you, and um. Ever since you entered my life through this, um, through this, uh, this, this Chinese film, I've um, I've become slightly Eurasian with my accent, and um, I'm I'm trying to see if I can get a role in Crazy Rich Asians with this this uh, this accent. I'm trying to see if, if I can make it work out. Um, hopefully, I can uh, do that. I feel like uh, this. I'm just doing actually another preview for uh, for Thor Ragnarok again by doing like a Eurasian accent, um, and I'm not sorry for that because I love it. I love it. It's the shit. It's the shit. Um, anyways, what else? Uh, yeah, we went to Denver. We went to like um, uh, this baseball game. We had a fun time. Talked about just tons of stuff. Uh, caught up. It's like it's amazing because like three of us are single, including yours truly, and three of us are. No wait, no, no. Two of us are single. One is, uh, w w including myself and another guy, 
one guy has been in a relationship for 10 months, and the other three are married and have friggin' kids. So it's just, like, fun to, like, you know, hear them just talk about, like, the get, like, perspective on being a dad. And um, that it's not really, like, you know, I think there was a point a couple years ago where it felt very much like, oh, my God, I'm falling behind. Um, and, like, how will our relationship change now that, now that this, this guy has a kid? And just realizing, well, no, I mean... If, if 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 anything, you know, if it changes, it it honestly changes for the better. Like you know, it's it's fun to hear them talk about their kids. It's I find their kids really interesting. I I like looking at photos of their kids. It's it's just it's funny. Like I, I really enjoy it, and it seems like they're very happy and have, have deepened as people. And not to say they were superficial before, but I don't know. Like it seems to bring them joy, and it, it you know, uh, and it's it's great to have a friend who's who's like doing that um you know it's beautiful because there's so much to like learn um about not having kids yourself <laughs> i don't know like like really like you know like when i hear the stories i'm like jesus christ it was really we had a funny moment where i straight up asked them i was like how do you have the energy to raise kids because like in my mind, like literally, my, my I feel like I'm constantly tapped out in terms of energy, and I feel stressed out, and I feel anxious, and um, and I just assume that like if a kid comes in, that can only add stress and anxiety and fear. So my theory has been that when you have a kid, it actually like psychologically it rewires your brain. Like hanging out with a kid mitigates stress. Like because when I hang out with like for example my neighbor's kid, Mariam. Like, I totally feel very calm afterwards. Like, you know, if, like, I chase after her, she chases after me, and we laugh, and I, you know, throw her in the air and stuff. Like, I, I feel really calm, and I feel really chill, and I get back to work, and I'm in a good mood, and it's fun, and I feel, like, very connected and very much in, like, a loving place. And um, so I was like, hey, wh is that how you guys feel? <laughs> and they, uh, they all, like, uh, so I was just like, yeah, there must be some amazing thing where, like, when you hang out with your kids, right, does it, like, mitigate your stress? And your tension, and uh, they just laughed in my face. They laughed so, so hard. They never laughed at my jokes, but they laughed at that question. And they said, no, it, it doesn't do any of those things. <laughs> like, it's just, no. It's like, I go to work, I work for, you know, eight, nine hours, I'm stressed, I come home, and then I, like, hold a kid. And, and basically, sometimes when they're sweet to you, uh, you know, you get a little moment of, like, joy and like feeling and love but like for the most part they're just you just ugh, they're just annoying like <laughs> you know like they they just like throw tantrums and you have to like be calm around them and like you know like you know treat them very gently and it's super tiring and i was like really and they were like yeah that's that's how it is and i'm like man that sucks that sounds way too hard that sounds really unpleasant <laughs> i don't know i just i just thought it was so funny um, that they, uh, they just, they, you know, they, there's no secret. You just, you just feel bad and <laughs> you just feel tired. Um, even my friend who was like, who was like, I, I can't wait to get home. And I really think he means that. Like he loves spending time with his son. He's very family oriented. Um, and even for him, like he was just like, yeah, when I get home, you know, a lot of times like I'll put him in, I'll put him in, I'll take him outside uh, because, you know, he can tire himself out more easily. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, like a dog. Yeah, like a dog. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, I'll put him in the backyard. He can play in the grass and, you know, sniff around. 
and you know dig things and really just tire himself out and i don't really have to interact with him that much and i was like damn man fucking that's being dad bro dads 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 so anyways i don't know i just think that that's really funny and and fun uh it seems it seems like they're having a good time um they're living the best life um we what other joy uh, did we have? We went to, um, oh yeah, oh uh, the night we went to the baseball game, we actually then went out to a uh, we went out to uh, what you call it? We went out to a place. Oh, we went out to like uh to Lodo, which is like a which is like a a part of town, uh in in Denver where there's like a lot of bars and it was just like the trashiest places. It was it was amazing. And a lot of these places in Denver, if you're wearing the opposing team's jersey of any sport, they won't let you in the bar. Uh, and it's not because they hate you know like outside like teams, um or fans of outside of of of, of other teams, but but simply because they're like we don't we don't want to have fights. I. In the in the in the hour that we were on Lodo, in the two hours we were on Lodo Street, I saw two guys handcuffed, uh, being taken out of bars, <laughs> and it's just like there were cops just like everywhere. So it was just all these goddamn fights breaking out. It was crazy. It's just so ridiculous. It's it's like amazing, uh, and just just trashy. We went to this one uh, cowboy. We went to this cowboy bar that was playing hip hop, and uh, and it was pretty fun. Um, but then the moment they started playing all like the cap, like they played Shania Twain and stuff, I was just like, I was just, I, I just, I lost interest entirely. It was pretty sad. I just, I just, ugh, I felt nothing. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was just, it was, it was funny. Uh, this girl, uh, when we were waiting in line, this girl kicked me in the butt, uh, to basically, and then I turned around and she was like, I just want to show you that I kick ass. I was like, oh, I gotta get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Denver, Denver. Uh, yeah, so interesting place. Uh, I went to the botanical, the botanical gardens. They were awesome and beautiful, and I took about a bajillion photos, and um, it was it was great. And uh, and then I also went to uh, the Denver Art Museum, which was also just dope and super fun, and uh, and funky fresh. Uh, and saw a bunch of uh, great artwork, and uh, you know, did my my cultured self thing. It was uh, the Sunday when I left. Uh, the Broncos were having their season opener uh, of the regular season, and it was just the energy there was just nuts. Like you know, everyone, everyone had uh, Broncos gear on. You know, um, friggin' ugh, everyone, everyone. There were funerals. There were priests wearing 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 uh, Broncos jerseys over their vestments. Uh, it was just it was it was cool. But you know, they really love their sports and. And then I've been out. Uh, I went out with a friend uh, to Breckenridge, and it's been really fun. We went on. A, we've done a billion hikes, and we've uh, talked uh, economics the entire time. Uh, my friend's like a businessman, and I'm. I've become more interested in business like over time. Like, uh, and we just like we've been watching CNBC every morning, and it's like sort of great. Uh, it's just funny. But we've also been going on these hikes. Like CNBC is actually like really interesting. I always. It's funny because like I've always had this. Like getting to know th this buddy of mine, um, uh, and uh, and then also just getting more exposure to business people. Like, because I've always had a stereotype of like business people <laughs> just being like utter total assholes. 
and they're not like you know like they're just they're just like people like in fact like it was really funny i went to this uh like in february i went to like this uh a friend took me to the daily journal meeting which is where like charlie munger speaks and charlie munger is like the investment partner of warren buffett and i just i remember spending the entire day with those folks and really being like these people are like really thoughtful and cerebral they might be aggressive but they have a sense of humor their perspective they're well read and it was just you know it's just neat uh, to hang out with them and, and to kick around ideas. So I've become more interested in like reading like business books and things like that. And uh, and so we just like have been watching CNBC and like talking about like economic trends and just, you know, I just like feel my curiosity just sort of expanding in all these ways. Uh, it feels really great. Uh, but we also have been going on these amazing hikes. Uh, it's <laughs> the elevation is very high up here. The elevation is so high that like um, sometimes like I'm like, I told my friend like, hey, I'm going to go walk into town. And then when I walked back, I came back like 10 minutes early. And he's like, oh, you're back early. And I'm like, well, I had to budget time um, for, um, you know, not being able to breathe. Like uh, when I rush up the stairs and, and the place we're staying in, uh, when I rush up the stairs, I'm short of breath. Because I always just like run upstairs. Like that's what I've always done since I was a kid. But at a high elevation, you're like, what the hell's going on with me? Like, am I having a stroke? It's crazy. It just it totally throws you off. I think even this podcast is probably a little less organized. Um, um, the disorganization and chaos of this particular episode is sponsored by the Colorado Tourism Industry. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's sponsored by, um, uh, I don't know, wha- lack of, <laughs> it's sponsored by thinner air. Um, air that makes you more lightheaded, but does not make you lose weight. Uh, contrary to what the branding might suggest with a name like Thinner Air. Um, but yeah, we've been just like it's just been hiking and it's been fun. And like, yeah, I, wa- I, I factored in extra time because I assumed that I was going to get dizzy as I was walking back up a hill. Um, that's what you have to factor in. You know that thing, air? I was concerned maybe I'd run out of it. Who knows? It's bad. Um, but yeah, it's been dope. Uh, and... Yeah, just these little, there's like all these like cute little towns in the mountains. Um, it's just, it's just neat. It's, I mean, I'll probably talk about it more at some point later. But yeah, it's just, <laughs> maybe when I'm at a lower elevation, because I definitely actually genuinely do feel out of it. I feel loopy. Um, I feel like instead of doing inhalants, you can just move up here. Um, now now that I think about it, like, yeah, instead of doing inhalants, you just move move to um, to the mountains. And you're high all the time. I think Colorado really uh, mucked things up by legalizing it because now people are like double airheaded. I feel totally airheaded up here. Um, I play with my hair, do my did my nails, um, but it's it's beautiful up here. And uh, I've just been like looking at all these alpine. There are entire like fields of alpine that actually, theoretically, it, you know, in some cases, even though it looks like a field of tr- of alpine trees, is actually just one tree that's connected underground um and um i mean like in the soil not like not like there's like a sub basement down there um that needs renovation or something like that um but yeah they're just and and, and they turn these beautiful colors i mean i love evergreens but one of the things that is really special about alpine is the is the way that they turn in the fall and the colors they just shimmer and glow and it's gorgeous i i don't i don't really have any jokes I'm out of jokes. I'm also out of oxygen. Um, but uh, but anyways, uh, thank you for, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'll, um, I'll catch you later. Gucci!